Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Friday, December 20th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. That's why I have gone to him exclusively for the last 25 years. You're going to love your experience there. You're going to love having a healthier mouth. 317-849-2933. Also want to mention, hey, if you need a late gift idea, if you're stumped as to what to buy somebody, how about the audiobook or the ebook for Oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures? I wrote it, 37 chapters of mistakes and foul-ups that I have authored over the course of my life. They're all in here. It's embarrassing, embarrassing stuff for me. But there it is. You can uh, you can laugh at my misadventures. How would that be? You can also learn from them. All right, let's talk to Kamar Baldwin. Kamar, what's the Crossroads Classic mean to you? Uh, it was just another opportunity uh, for us to go down there and uh, just play um, our style of basketball. Is it a way for you guys to measure yourself year after year? Because it's kind of the same event, but with different opponents. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like I said, um, you know, I kind of, I like you said, I measure yourself, um, you know, uh, quality opponents, whether it's uh, Purdue or IU. Um, uh, we're just playing uh, our style of basketball. Is it odd to play in an arena? Is it kind of a prelude to a tournament type? atmosphere because the place is drawn into quarters uh yeah i'll say so uh it's kind of like a tournament you know uh neutral neutral side game uh you know um fans of all teams are there so uh you know you just gotta focus in on uh, being the moment and um just be there for your teammates the break that you guys have had i mean i know you had finals but what'd you work on game wise what did you guys need to clean up that maybe you've been able to address over the last week uh, yeah, so we got a couple of days of rest, you know, just trying to get um, our bodies back healthy, you know, um, just rest up. But uh, just sticking to our principles, uh, just uh, uh, refreshing those and uh, sticking to them. How'd you do in finals? Uh, I actually didn't have any finals. I just had, a, I just had an eight-page paper I had to do. How'd you work that? That's beautiful. I needed to have you schedule my classes. Yeah, I'm not sure how, uh, how that happened, but uh, I'm grateful. What do you do around here during Christmas break? I mean, you've got you got basketball and whatnot, but what do you do? You got a lot of downtime. Uh, this time, you know, just get up, extra shots, uh, rest, 
uh, hang out with my teammates, you know, uh, some time for us to just, you know, hang out as a as a group and uh, just get to know each other um, uh, more so than we already do. Do you have time to get home for Christmas or is the schedule too tight? Uh, yeah, we'll have time to get home for Christmas for a little bit. I want to say maybe three or four days nice. this year, then we'll be back. Thanks. Have a good Christmas. Ah, thank you. Same to you. Time for five questions from Harry. Harry, of course, live at Will's Northwoods Inn at the corner of Nelson and Racine in the city of Chicago, about five and a half blocks south of Wrigley Field. How you doing this afternoon, Harry? Oh, I'm doing fabulous, Gunnilred. Unbelievable day. Can't believe it's December up here. Inside the bar, it's 68 and sunny, as it always is. Let's play two. Give me a double barkeep. <laughs> How about you, Dutchie? Hey, speaking of doubles, that, that, that blouse is a little low-cut right there. God bless. You, you got it. You fought it, baby. All right, let's go with some questions. Are you ready, Gunil Red? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Number one, should Frank Reich play Chad Kelly because there's nothing to lose. Chad Kelly, of course, a quarterback on the practice squad for the Indianapolis Colts. Whether he should or not, I don't know. Would I like to see him play? Sure, I'd like to see him play. All I've seen Chad Kelly do in practice is hit guys in the hands. Incredibly accurate, throws with velocity, love Chad Kelly. All right, but all we've seen him do is play against guys who didn't make a roster. He played in the preseason a lot. He showed his wares in the preseason. He succeeded in the preseason, but that in large part was because he was playing against guys, like I said, who weren't destined to make a roster. So Chad Kelly, what has he done in practice? We don't really get to see that. Frank Reich does get to see that. And I'll tell you one thing about coaches, and I've spoken about this and written about it too, is they want to win. Coaches want to win. All of them, every game, whether you're 1-11, whether you're 4-8, whether you're 8-4, whether you're 12-0, and it doesn't make any difference. The Colts right now at 6-8, and Frank Reich wants to finish his season 8-8. Eight and eight. That's what coaches do. They need to put the people on the field who are in a position to cause the most positive result because in that locker room, you got 53 guys on the average roster, and you got 45 who are going to be active, or 47, whatever it is, on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. You are asking those guys to give everything they have toward a Colts victory, right? And you are asking them to risk their health and their livelihood in order to do it. And if you aren't willing to put the best players on the field, then you got a problem in that locker room. And once trust is gone in that locker room, you never get it back. Trust, it takes a lifetime to build and 15 seconds to ruin, right? We've heard that saying a million times. That is very, very true with a a coach. Frank Reich, he has got to find a way to keep that locker room together moving forward for 2020 or as a coach. And we saw this with Chuck Pagano. You lose the locker room, you lose your job. Frank Reich has got to be solid in that locker room. Last year, it was easy. They won nine of their last 10. They go to the playoffs. They win a playoff game. This year, they start five and two. They've lost six of their last seven. It is not easy 
for Reich this year to keep a handle on that locker room and keep these guys focused on the task at hand and move them forward into a season where maybe things can be a little bit better. Frank Reich has work to do, and Chad Kelly being on the field as the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, that is not a part of the work that's going to bring them success in 2020. He wants to win games, as do all NFL coaches, so he's going to play the guy who gives them the best chance, and right now that's Jacoby Brissett. I'd like to see the Kelly kid. Give him a shot under duress. Let's go. And at the very least, you shut up the fans, right? Fans, I'll tell you what, there's a reason why (laughs) fans and media are up in the stands and a coach is on the field, at least most of the time. Number two. Is the Crossroads Classic the best day of the college basketball season in Indianapolis? I absolutely love this event because what it really is, the purpose it serves, it is a day of celebration for this state's love of college basketball. So you've got Indiana and Notre Dame playing at noon tomorrow. You've got Purdue and Butler, who are almost mirror images of one another in terms of toughness and in terms of culture. They play at 2.30. Different networks, Indiana and Notre Dame, that game is going to be on ESPN. And then BTN will have the nightcap at 2.30 between Purdue and Butler. I love this day. They carve up uh, Banker's Life Fieldhouse into quarters. Uh, a quarter of the tickets go to Notre Dame, another quarter to uh, Indiana, another quarter to Butler, and another quarter to Purdue. And you get together and you rumble and you see what happens. And I think that that second game between Butler and Purdue is going to be fascinating. I think the first game is also going to be fascinating because you've got a Notre Dame team that's lost to two Top 10 teams, at least they were top 10 teams when uh, Notre Dame played them and lost to them, uh, both North Carolina and Maryland. And then they've got a one-point loss against Boston College. This isn't a bad team. You've got Mooney. You've got Pfluger. uh, You've got some guys who can play. You've got a bunch of seniors. You've got a bunch of sophomores. uh, No freshmen, no juniors either. That's kind of odd. Playing against an Indiana team that in terms of minutes played by who's been playing them, one of the youngest teams in college basketball. So, or at least least experienced teams in college basketball. I think it's going to be fascinating. The thing that I love about it is that everybody just enjoys it. You know, there, uh, there are a lot of Indiana fans and Notre Dame fans who are going to come for the noon game, but they're going to stick around and they're going to watch Purdue and, and Butler because they just love college basketball. So, yeah, I think it is the best day on the calendar here for basketball being played here. And that, of course, is dependent upon, you know, is the Big Ten tournament here? Do they have an NCAA regional or Final Four here? Those are big, big questions also. But a great weekend of sports here. Tonight, Pacers and the Kings. Then tomorrow, the Crossroads Classic. And then on Sunday, the Colts game. So, yeah, good time to be a sports fan in central Indiana for sure. All right, number three. This question it strikes a chord with me. I want to know what you think, Anil Rebs. What does owner Tom Ricketts owe Cubs fans? You know, I like that question because I'll tell you what Tom Ricketts owes. He doesn't owe anybody anything, not financially and not in terms of roster strength. What he owes Cubs fans is truth. He owes them honesty. 
And what he is saying and what Cubs fans, some of them are believing, is just at odds with reality. And God bless Hub Arkish, right? The, the publisher uh, of Pro Football Weekly, he was on NBC Sports Chicago last night talking about the Cubs and talking about Ricketts and talking about his feeling as a Cubs season ticket holder who just paid his bill for the season tickets in 2020. As a former season ticket holder, I can tell you that what the Cubs are doing is coming for your cash. They want you to pay more and more and more and more. And what do they say? They say that, well, we've got to charge more because we had to invest. We had, we had the great expense of renovating Wrigley Field and building on acquiring property on, on that kind of Wrigley Field footprint, the neighborhood footprint, and building there. And so these expenses, you know, there's a cost for that kind of game experience. My ass. All right. What they did was invest. They didn't spend. They invested. They're going to make money hand over fist because of the investments they've made in that neighborhood and their ability to uh, capitalize on those investments is grand. All right. So don't tell me you need more money from season ticket holders to cover the expenses of a renovation of a place that you knowingly bought and you knew was limping toward decrepitness. When you bought it, you're sure as hell not going to move the Cubs out to Schaumburg because nobody's going out to Schaumburg to watch the Chicago Cubs. A great deal of the allure of going to Cubs games and buying season tickets for the Cubs is going to Wrigley Field because generationally we have developed an affinity for Wrigley Field. We love what it is. Wrigley Field is a memorial to the youth of those who grew up in Chicago with fathers and mothers who are Cubs fans and grandparents who are Cubs fans and are Cubs fans. And you go there and you feel closer to them. That's part of the reason that people go to Wrigley Field. It's not just to watch winning baseball in terms of the roster and in terms of spending over the luxury tax threshold Ricketts doesn't owe us anything, but what he does owe us is the truth, and he cannot with a straight face tell fans that fans are on the hook for expenses that were really investments in that property, in acquiring more property, and finding additional ways to monetize that property. That's disingenuous, and I won't stand for that, and I was so happy to hear Hub Arkish yesterday on NBC Sports Chicago decry it. Because he's exactly right. Hub opens his mouth and the truth flies out. He's not worried about relationships with the Cubs. What he's worried about is the truth. And I wish that more Chicago media followed his example. Oh, come on. I love the Ricketts. They, every Christmas, they send me a Christmas ornament. They send me cards. They're very, very nice to me. I get free tickets. Nothing wrong with the Ricketts. <laughs> sure, my loyalties can be bought. Why not, for goodness sake? Number four, is the success the Pacers have enjoyed sustainable? The Pacers are 19-9. and nine. They're coming off a win against the Los Angeles Lakers. They look really good, and their best player, arguably their best player, has not played a single minute this season as he recovers and rehabs from a quad tendon tear. That's who the Pacers are. When Oladipo comes back, if he's anywhere near the Oladipo that he was before the injury, on the defensive end specifically, this is going to be a better team. The second unit 
is terrific right now. Really, really good. They're energetic. They know how to attack. They know how to defend. They do it with uh, great energy. The starting unit, led by Malcolm Brogdon, has been terrific. Domas Sabonis, I think, is putting together an all-star season. He's had 13 games in a row where he's tallied a double-double. How about that? He's averaging 18 and 13-plus. That is a very, very nice year for a guy who was, I'm not going to say a throw-in, but certainly not the linchpin of the deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder where they got Paul George and the Pacers got Victor Oladipo and Domas Sabonis in return. This is potentially a really good team. Is it as good as the Bucks? No, it's not. They don't have a Greek freak. They don't have Giannis Antetokounmpo. They don't, and that's the way it goes. Nobody else does either, though. The Pacers, they can compete with the Celtics. They can compete with the 76ers. They can compete with the Miami Heat. If they get Oladipo healthy, this team, come January, can really develop some extremely positive momentum. It'll be interesting to see how they play tonight as they play the Sacramento Kings. We were talking to Nate McMillan yesterday, and he was talking about how this is a potential trap game because it's wedged between games against uh, the Lakers and the Bucks. So you look at this, and you're like, yeah, the Kings, I mean, what? We're going to get really up for this? Well, this, despite the age of the players, this is a really mature team. This is a team that understands that that this 82-game season is played 82 times, right? It's a a one-game-at-a-time endeavor and one practice-at-a-time endeavor. Coaches preach that at every level. But it seems like the Pacers, they actually embrace it. So, yes, I do think it's sustainable. Number five, who should be the next athletic director at Indiana University? Fred Glass announcing earlier this week that he's going to leave that position at the end of the academic year. You know, I have no idea, but I'll tell you this. The 14-person committee who's going to like seek candidate the search committee, they're not going to have a say in it. Because Michael McRobbie is way too damn smart to have 14 knuckleheads sit around a table and then tell him who to hire. That isn't going to be what happens. They'll make recommendations, whether those are, are listened to or not. That's a wholly different thing. They're going through the same process they went through 10 years ago with the same people. You've got Doug Steven running the committee, and then you've got Michael McRobbie as the university president. They came up with Fred Glass last time. All right, Fred Glass wound up being a really, really good athletic director. What I would like, I'd like somebody with Indiana ties who believes Indiana University is special, as special as Fred Glass did, because the amount of energy and effort you are willing to invest in a position that demanding is going to be directly proportional with how you feel about that place. Fred Glass is a graduate of Indiana University. He got his undergrad degree there. He got his law degree there. He loves Indiana. You got to get somebody to come into that job who walks into Indiana University believing it is an exceptionally special place. You've got to do that. We've seen what happens when you don't. You wind up with Rick Greenspan. You wind up with that McNeely guy, for God's sake. That's what you wind up with when you go outside that university umbrella. They've got to stay within the university 
people who graduated from the university. You've got Chris Reynolds, the AD at Bradley. He was a basketball player for Bob Knight in the late 80s and early 90s, a terrific guy, a lawyer who spent a lot of time working in the IU Athletic Department. You've got Pat Kraft, the AD at Temple, football player at Indiana, earned his degree at Indiana. You've got Scott Dolson, who is kind of uh, Fred Glass's chief lieutenant at Indiana. So you want a a kind of a uh, a smooth transition without a lot of upheaval. Maybe Dolson's the guy. You've got Grace Calhoun, who worked at Indiana University becoming before becoming an athletic director at Loyola. She is the current athletic director at Penn. She didn't graduate from Indiana. I've heard odd things about Grace Calhoun. I'm not a fan of Grace Calhoun as a candidate for the position. But between Reynolds, Kraft, and Dolson, you know, you, you've got three guys that you can look at and make a decision as to which flavor of IU guy you want. Um, you know, because this is the brain trust that put together the hire of Fred Glass 10 years ago, and I think Fred was an absolutely fantastic athletic director. I'm all in behind any of those three guys. I'm good. If you go off the beaten path and you hire somebody who is the current athletic director at an ACC or SEC school or somebody who's uh, like an underboss at one of those positions, I got no time for that. You've got to stay within the Indiana University family. Harry, thank you for asking the questions. I couldn't be more appreciative on this Friday. Have a cocktail on me, would you? <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard you offer to buy me or anybody else a drink. How am I supposed to get... What, are you going to wire me cash? What What kind of hollow offer is that going to rest? I make more money than you on an off Sunday than you do in a year. How could you buy... I'm buying you a drink. You don't buy me a drink. I'll have one delivered. I'll hire an Uber, have them pour a gin and tonic in a hawker short glass here at Will's. I'll give it to the Uber driver, and he'll get it down to you. You'll have it by 7 o'clock this evening. How about that? How about them apples? Dutchie, stop playing with my knee. Don't you Don't you venture further north. Come on. The bell clacker isn't lonely yet. <laughs> I have another cocktail, Dutchie. All right, Harry, I look forward to that, uh, that giant gin and tonic. You enjoy your afternoon. Again, Crossroads Classic tomorrow, noon, Indiana, Notre Dame, 2.30, you've got Purdue and Butler tonight, Pacers and the Kings. Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium, the home season finale between the Panthers and the Colts. The Panthers, of course, having lost six in a row. The Colts, they've lost four in a row. It is the, uh, the you know, low-impact energy against the very, very movable object. We'll, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Somebody's got to win. One of these losing streaks has got to end. This has been Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling, of course, for Friday, December 20th, 2019. Pick up a copy of Oops! The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. I wrote it. You can get it on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com. You can get it on Goodreads.com. All over the place, buy a copy of the hardcover. How about gifting someone the audiobook? I recorded that myself. All right, so it's me telling humiliating stories about myself 37 times, 37 chapters filled 
with humiliating tidbits of my life from which you can learn and be amused. How about that? We'll talk to you Monday morning, Breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15-ish on Periscope Live, which is also available on your Twitter feed. My Twitter feed, at Kent Sterling. Feel free to follow me anytime. Join me Monday morning. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details